Well, hey, welcome back to the Making Disciples Everyday podcast. My name is Jason Dukes. I'm on team with the Brentwood Baptist family of churches, and we have with us today, as usual, the good Dr. Paul Wilkinson. Good to be here, as usual. And then we have with us a return guest. He was with us early on, I think, in one of our initial the episodes. First return. Uh, well, return. Coming. That's that's right, Doctor Matt Pearson. Hello, Jason. Paul, good to be back. Thank you for letting me sneak back in here. We're glad you're with us. And uh, I, I'll just—we don't have a lot of time, but I do have to mention because Matt and I are both Duke fans. Did you? Isn't it pretty cool that Zion's first NBA game? He was played so well and so hard, he caused an earthquake. Oh, yeah, it's fascinating. It was I incredible. Mean, it was not incredible. really surprising. Yes. Yeah, not at it all. Is, it is It is very cool. It's yeah. good and, stuff. And he's going to your home state. I know. City. He's heading yeah. to New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'll change the whole... I think he... I think he, comp- he He's so talented. He competed with Drew Brees in the New Orleans Saints quarterback challenge yeah, recently. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was impressive. I saw so, that, yeah. It's good. All right, well, that's not why we're here, although we do hope from a true North perspective, I do at least, that the Saints win the Super Bowl, but that's another conversation. <laughs> so so all that to say, we're glad you're here. Uh, Matt's the came as a teaching pastor with the church at West Franklin. And there's a lot of other details we could give, but you're a return guest. So if you want more of those details, go back and listen to that previous episode. So so this upcoming series is called True North. Yeah. T- tell us about the genesis of that title mm-hmm. and of what what this series is really about. Yeah, we uh, campus pastors and a couple others meet, you know, meet every year usually in the spring, to plan out our sermon series for the upcoming year. And so spring of 2018 is when we planned this. And uh, throughout the scheduling and looking, there's just some some society issues, some cultural issues that we felt like we all needed to hit. Some campuses hit, hit some things during the summer because you get to do what you want. Uh, but we just we just thought this is something that needed to be across the board. And our original title for the series was Finding Our Way, mm-hmm. um, which, which, which works. And I'll probably use that phrase a lot during this series. But we decided True North because we're at a time, at least I am, and I'm assuming most everyone else is in 2019, where, all right, I don't need a map because I don't know what I don't know if I should go right. I don't know if I should go left. I don't know if I go up, go down. I need a compass because it's like we're in the woods in the forest, and there aren't any there aren't any clear roads. Yeah. But if you can look down at a compass and know where north is, you can find your way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the mindset. That's the that's the picture. We're not going to be able to answer every question about culture. We're not going to be able to answer all that. But we can we can keep returning to the answer, and that's not just a cliche. It's yeah. it's truth about about okay. If we can calibrate our soul compass, our spiritual compass to Christ, then all right, we've we've got a direction we're heading. Whether it's I'm getting ahead of myself. No, that's good. So, is it fair to say that that it, this isn't a new legalism? It's not that we're telling everyone what to think or what to do, but hopefully encouraging them on how to think. Is that fair? I I think that's exactly right. And I don't want to get ahead of you and and where you may be going with some of these questions, but that's why we're starting where we're, where we're, why we started the way we did. Mm -hmm. Um, This isn't about, okay, it's, is this right or wrong? Yeah. 
I mean, some of that will come out because the Bible's clear on some things, but it's it's more of a this Jesus has done this. How does that impact that? Yeah. Let's let's help people th- think with a gospel lens. Sure. Through those things. If if I if I had it to do over again, put put this series together, I probably would have just walked through First Corinthians, hmm. because Paul starts like we like we talked about Sunday. Paul starts with Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Hmm. Says that in chapter one, chapter two, verse two. What does he say? Well, I was with you guys. I didn't know nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's the North Alabama <laughs> redneck version. And 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 but it's not just lip service, right? Yeah. Because you see all through the book of First Corinthians, all these issues that he's dealing with, from incest to sexuality to getting drunk at the Lord's Supper, he he brings in how Christ's death impacts that. Yeah. And it's not just stop you breaking the law. It's Jesus did this. This is why this informs that. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. A, a few weeks ago, um, I know in our, in our summer series, we, all the, the campuses do different things. The Harpeth Heights campus, I was filling in for Brandon and we were walking through Ephesians and it was interesting in my study preparing for that week, I had never noticed, but in Ephesians five, when it says, behold, be, you know, pay careful attention to how you walk. The word that's used there is you actually could translate it as see accurately hmm. Hmm. Wow. so that you can walk. Wow. And and it's interesting because that's what you're getting at, yeah. right? Like like yeah. the, the gospel and yeah. the crucifixion, yeah. it helps us to see accurately and to find our way. That's really good. Yeah. So, so what this, so this last Sunday unpacked some things and you just commented on that. But what 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 burns in your heart? What what stays on your mind? You know, what's something that has jumped out to you from just even that first that first message? I think I think at least the, where I pastor, our people know the know the gospel. They believe the gospel, but they they don't know how it impacts Monday morning. Yeah, they don't know how it impacts when they watch the five o'clock news. They don't know how it impacts when they scroll Facebook and or Twitter and see people arguing and they themselves forming these opinions back. They don't know uh, how, what, what they're supposed to do with it when they're watching a, a Disney show with their kids and there's a lesbian couple that comes on. Mm. They don't know how that informs, how the gospel informs how they're supposed to think and how they're supposed to talk about it, how they're supposed to engage. Um, you know, and you, you asked me the, the burden from, 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 from me regarding this this message there's there's a new restaurant in louisville kentucky i just came across it i think through social media called noches mexican barbecue looks like an amazing restaurant but it is in an old beautiful church Hmm. building it was a church building. I'm sorry, I don't even know the denomination of the church, but it's a beautiful building. And now it's a Noches Mexican bar. They kept the structure. They kept the stained glass windows. Wow. And now it's filled hmm. with red and yellow, black and white people. And they're finding great, great. They're finding community over queso. Hmm. And they're doing that now because they weren't over the, over the church. That's right. And so one of my burdens for this series, the reason I say all that, Jason, is 
we're going to be talking about sexuality. We're going to be talking about gender. We're going to be talking about race. We're going to be talking about politics. We're going to be talking about technology. One of my fears is that we approach this series and with a, yeah, all those people are bad and we're right, alienating more people from the church. Yeah which is the last thing I want. I don't want my campus to one day be a Noches Mexican barbecue restaurant. Mm-mm. I'd like to go to one, but I don't <laughs> want that to be to be my campus. But if we're not careful, it will. Yeah, We've got to have a posture of without Christ. The, cru- the crucified man tells me that I'm worth dying for, but I had to be died for. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sinful. Mm-hmm. And our posture has to be all of us need to be fixed by the gospel instead of, can you believe what those people are doing? Well, and it's, I love that you said that. And Paul, you jump in anything that is pressing on you here, but I love that you said that because I, it isn't hokey. And I appreciate you being sensitive to that and the, the cliche-ness of the idea that let's just preach Christ and him crucified. But that's not cliche as long as, let me rephrase, let me rephrase what I'm saying it is cliche if all it remains is the fact of the story that Jesus went to the cross. Right. It is cliche. Right. right. But it, it becomes formative when, like you just said, we, we begin to realize I am worth dying for to Jesus. And that person that I just wondered, how could they do that? Or can you believe that they're doing that? They are too. Yeah. Right. And when and when I start thinking like that, when I start recognizing that this isn't the I I don't think of this as this isn't moralism. This isn't let's create a nice moral culture. This is we are a broken culture that Jesus decided. And and, and I'll say something that's hokey. Jesus would be eating at that Mexican restaurant like he might be in that church building more because of the Mexican restaurant there than he was when the church was there. Mm. And someone might say, well, that's that's blasphemous. How could you even say that or that? How? Why? Why would you? Well, you know why? Because that's what he did. He broke bread. He if, if there had been queso, I guarantee you he would have eaten some of it with mm-hmm. with those people. Mm-hmm. But whatever he ate with them, he was trying to teach them. This is what the kingdom of God looks like among you. Part of it is we break bread together like family because mm-hmm. we're we're looking ahead to a feast one right. day where red, yellow, black, and white will be together. And it, we've got to think like that now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's I feel like that's what we're trying to get at with this series. But like you said, not at all to give us now new ammunition to take on mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. If you still are thinking there's a culture war you're probably not seeing the culture the way Jesus did. Well, part, part of the reason I bring up that that uh, point about the, the Mexican restaurant in Louisville uh, is, is yes, and I, I agree with everything you just said about that, but I bring it up because I believe that the sexual, the sexual revolution, um, the gender revolution, all, all these things, I, if we're not, the, the, it's going to come up empty. Hmm. And then there's going to be something else that, we go to. Right. I don't want to say we, they, because it's us versus them. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I want to be careful of my language. And I want it to be the church. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a building, so I don't want to make it about a building. But I want, it to, I want them to know that, uh, that Christians love them. Yeah. And the only difference between us and them is Christ. Yeah. And him crucified. Well, and, and, and hopefully the difference between us and them isn't the space 
that does we've created so much space that we don't have a chance to sit over a Mexican meal with right. each other, right? right? Like hopefully we've gone as the church among the culture right. so right. much to love and serve and wash feet and be um and even see Jesus there. Right. I mean, that's what he told his disciples, like much as you did it to these others, you did it to me. Like we we may go serve and not show someone else Jesus. We might see him ourselves. And, you know, like to think like that and to begin to realize that maybe when they do turn from whatever that next major identity crisis is, that they move on to the instead of moving to the next identity crisis, we're able to help them find their identity in Christ. Yeah, exactly. And what I think I'm excited about um is that the church always has a decision uh, whether to retreat from culture or whether to engage it. And, and certainly some of that comes with our desperation and our brokenness for the lost. And another bit of it comes with knowledge. And with that knowledge can't come confidence. If used wrongly, the Bible teaches as it puffs up to arrogance. But I think knowledge can also yield confidence that we've thought through this issue of, like you say, some show with a homosexual couple and how do we discuss that with our children? Or how do we confront these racial issues or or these other political issues, if we can talk about it responsibly in here, I think we can handle it um, with compassion and sensitivity out there. Yeah. And uh, to date stamp this a little bit, it's certainly apt right now. We've seen over the past couple of years many major figures in the evangelical world fall um, over many cultural issues. And just recently, in, in the month of July, we saw a couple of more really major figures fall and yeah. brought up these cultural issues and couldn't reconcile the Bible with these issues. And uh, we, we, we have to be a church that's willing to prepare and equip our people not to retreat and not to hide from it, but to engage with it um, with, with Christ-likeness. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. I agree. You know, Pastor Mike says all the time, we've been here before. Yeah. And it, it's, he's right. I mean, the church in Corinth was just messed up. And it was in a city that was just messed mm-hmm. up. Very similar. Mm-hmm. To, to today. And what did Paul do? He beat that drum. Mm. Christ crucified. Yeah. Christ crucified. Christ crucified. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. I I, I saw a tweet um, last night about an ice raid that happened yesterday, and I'm not trying to touch political hot buttons when I say this, but you, you just said something that made me think about what a friend of mine named Alan tweeted about that. And, and, um, um, Alan Cross, who's been a guest here with us with our staff, the Brentwood Baptist staff before, and who's a specialist who does specializes in, t- in teaching the church about race reconciliation and about immigration and, and refugees and things like that. And um, he just made a comment about how we, we shouldn't be seeing, we shouldn't just see this from the lens of our political views. We have to also see the pictures of the children crying because their dad was just arrested mm. And he asked the question in the tweet, you know, what, where, where are the employers who employed these people? Where are they at? Right. Like, like again, instead of, so if we don't have the gospel, then we look at that and we smile because our political view is appeased or we look at that and we think, you know, Hey, well, justice was served. Or we look at that and we think the, the employers, where were they? They should be served too. justice should be, or we look at that and we think, how could we do that? But we, but we have laws, but let's don't enforce them. Like, like we have all these various questions, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we at least as followers of Jesus have to look at that and have compassion. Right. True North, at least true North, because you're using what lens Christ. That's right. 
and and that's the the, the whole point of the series. Yeah, at, at least that. If your true north is Christ, Him crucified, what what how it's impacting you? How you know He He did what He did not just for you but for the world. <laughs> that's that's true north. Yeah, and filtering. Every, not just filter, but letting it change you. Yeah. yeah. What well, filter and form? Yeah. Those are two filter great metaphors form. for yeah. it. They're two yeah. great metaphors. Can I steal that? Yes, please. Thanks. <laughs> so you you just hit it in a good segue. You just hit on it. Like, what is the what's the hope for outcome for this series? You just touched on it there, but what would you add to that? Just as we wrap up here. What, what would you really hope to see when you guys were working on this series? You were thinking ahead. What you know, and 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 you're welcome to give whatever example you want. It could be a conversation someone has, or a new view that someone might take, whatever. But what are you hoping that the outcome might be? And Paul, jump in before we wrap with any other final thought you want to you want to throw out there too. Just a Christ formed um, mentality. Mm. Uh, given given handles that that help our people not shy away, not retreat from, but go into the culture um, with that cross-shaped lens. I, I don't know how other way to say it. Maybe yeah. maybe another way to say it is just uh, supernatural wisdom. Sure. Um to 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 deal whether it's some whether it's one of our students, it's in a classroom. And their their friend says, "Hey, I think I think I may be gay." To somebody that's sitting at home thinking, "I think I may be." Hmm. To the person who thinks that unless this person gets elected in the next election, America has no hope. Helping them see that that can't be. I mean, those things are important, but that can't be of utmost importance. That's right. Um, and so just, it's just wisdom. And, and I keep, I keep going back to this, but you know, the, you know, the parable that Jesus told well, about the, the Pharisee and then the tax collector and Pharisee just goes on and on and on. Thank you. Yeah. that I'm not like this guy. And then, <laughs> and then the tax collector just beats his chest and says, Lord have mercy on me a sinner. And of course, Jesus says, this man went home justified. If we're not careful, hmm. we read that parable and we think, man, I'm glad I'm not like the Pharisee. Which we just became. Yes. And I'm I'm scared to death of that. Yeah. Church, I've been around church people nine months before I was born. Yeah. We church people are the worst at that. And we're not careful. We become that Pharisee by saying, I'm glad I'm not like that Pharisee. Mm-hmm. And the whole point is this can only be done by Christ. That's right. See, here's the danger. The danger is we begin to think that we need to follow a moral standard instead of a Messiah. Yeah. That's the danger. Yeah. And we forget that the, that Jesus nailed our sin along with every moral standard to yeah. the cross. Yeah. I couldn't. Uh, that's perfectly said. Like that. I mean, that. that and Stand I, up and preach. If, yes. and if, but if we can't, but if we don't remember that, if we don't view ourselves, our own hearts, our own lives, our own minds with that kind of grace and kindness. If we don't get there, we typically will not get to seeing others that way too. And I think that's the challenge. Like to me, that's, 
that's and as hokey as this sounds, we've been today's theme is hokey. This hokey. right? Well, you've got Matt Pearson on, so as 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 hokey as this sounds, and we say it on this on the podcast a lot. We are, we have not been asked to do this for Jesus. We've been invited to do it with Jesus. So if you're going with Jesus into this culture, as hokey as it sounds, watch how He sees those people. Mm-hmm. Right, like look, look at him. Look, mm-hmm. Keep your eyes fixed on how he's viewing. The them. only people he gets angry with are the church people, the religious leaders. Exactly right, and that that ought to that ought to shake us a little bit. And so, closing thoughts. Anything? I'm looking forward to the terrible transparency. Mm. <laughs> so one of my blessings to be on that team that that thinks through all of this stuff with you preachers, and I just remember that afternoon each of us had dozens of stories of our own families dealing with issues, our congregants dealing with issues, our friends and neighbors dealing with these issues. So this one really hits home. Yeah, Very little you can do day to day that doesn't have some tangential tie to race, politics, sexuality, gender, yep. or um, technology. That's right. So this one's going to hit home and it's going to hurt. It's going to be conviction and we got to be ready for it. it. It's where we are. Yeah. yeah. And, and Matt, I want to say on behalf of just all of our family of churches, um, thank you. Thanks to our campus and teaching pastors, because I imagine that your level of vulnerability in the course of this series will be tested. Yes. And and so thank you for having the boldness to even jump into this. And and um, I'm I'm prayerful and hopeful of what it will mean and and what it could mean to our. Well, we need all the prayers we can get. So no, thank you. It's thank good, you. man. Thank you for being on with Thanks. us again. Loved it. Love and uh, excited about this. If you have any questions or comments, like we always say, you're welcome to email those in. Dukes at BrentwoodBaptist.com or pwilkinson at BrentwoodBaptist.com. We appreciate you tuning in with us on this episode. And we will be, through this series, highlighting these different topics on the podcast and in the context of engaging the culture and making disciples in the everyday. So hopefully you'll continue to tune in and join us and look forward to it. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you.